0: Welcome to Girl Friday, my name is Yoshika and I am your host. In today's episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Sage, who runs the profile um, Emotional Stripper on Instagram. And pretty much we go over her lineage with sex work as well as her involvement in the sex work community and kind of like the ins and outs of sex work, what it is to be a sex worker. We kind of also dismantle a little bit of patriarchy internalized in this type of work and yeah, we just kind of talk about everything as a whole and go over boundary making, and we we pretty much just give sex workers a place to have a community in. Here she is on a call with me, which I actually had to do twice because I didn't record it the first time. So here's a much quicker version of our conversation. Um,
1: okay, so thank you for coming on. Uh, I originally heard of you when I was making my podcast page and I was like looking for the same types of vibes or people that correlated with my podcast and I came across your page which was Emotional Stripper and it had like the cutest little quotes and aesthetics and like all the girly moral support like one usually looks for in the sex work industry. And so, yeah, um, so what's your name and where are you from?
2: Thank you. I'm Sage and I'm from San Diego. Okay, San Diego. (laughs) Um,
1: I was telling you earlier, because this is our second time recording that I, like, first moved there. (laughs) Um, so familiar with San Diego, love, and, um... It says on your bio that you're a life coach for sex workers, right? Yes. So what exactly does that mean?
2: So for me, it means like I'm there for you. And like when I first started my um, brand, it was a lot of feeling like I'm writing in my journal like way more than I normally do about like feelings and like having, I guess, to like solve my own problems that like, it was helpful, but it was also like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about because like, I'm only like my own inner voice.
1: Yeah.
2: So when I realized it was like hard to talk to my friends who weren't in the industry because they just like, they could give advice, but it wasn't like the same because they just didn't like, they couldn't get it. and. People that I've dated didn't want to hear about it or they just got insecure. It's hard to talk to family about it. And people in the industry, you can only talk to people and trust people, like, so much. So I just kind of wanted to be that, like, middle ground of, like, I'm your friend in the industry, but I'm also far enough away from the situation to where it's, like, like more how we yeah
1: okay cute i love that and what do you think a sex worker is
2: exactly so i think it's anyone who just like sells something in exchange for either like a product present or money Right. and the other person on the receiving end gets like whatever sexual pleasure from it
1: Okay, cool, yeah, because to me, like, a lot of people don't know what SW is, and I'm like, oh, sex worker, or they're like, what's a sex worker, and, like, because it's so stigmatized, or, like, people think of it as prostitution immediately, or, like, something super harsh and negative, like, I am always clarifying that it's like, oh, well, it could be, like, you do OnlyFans, or you are a dancer, or you're a sex worker, or sugar baby or an escort um camming sex shows i mean there's so much that you can do sexually in exchange for like money
2: yeah like that's like i don't know people definitely because of the stigma totally jump to like the worst possible scenario where it's like it's not normally that you know
1: yeah um so, what type of sex work do you do specifically? Like, for example, I started out doing, like, dancing a couple years ago and then some sugar babying. Um, I haven't danced in two years, but I kind of now am an S score. Um, but I do want to go back to dancing, so... Like what is your lineage or how did did you start?
2: So basically I started right when I turned 18. And it was immediately like full service, escorting, sugar babying, and then on and off with like camming, directly sold content that like before OnlyFans and many vids and stuff existed. And then eventually, like I, like stripping was the last thing I've done, but I've done like pretty much everything that I feel like I can think of. And currently it is OnlyFans, still directly content selling if someone like just doesn't subscribe. Yeah. Sugar babying, escorting, and then um, obviously dancing so you like dancing the best
1: yeah why like why do you think you do <laughs> oh
2: so, i like it just because i feel like i got to unleash that's like the persona in me that i don't get to bring out in my like normal everyday life exactly the people are so much like i don't know coming from like mainly doing false service type thing. It's like the people are so much easier to be around and like I can choose when the conversation ends.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I I feel a lot safer dancing. Yeah, that's so true. You're like actively kind of protected for the most part
2: yeah like I don't feel like I need to like that and screen like every single also, person also something
1: I... we didn't talk about is that you have more boundaries at a strip club than in real life oh yeah and one of the things I saw on your on your website because I was creeping and I saw that you have this website emotionalstripper.com and it's kind of like a cute place where you make vlogs um, in relation to sex work and um I was about to read your your one blog about um how to date a sex worker. Um but I was also reading a lot of the interviews that you do with sex workers and it was like what's one thing you um wish you would have known or you would tell others or something like that and it it was always like, you know, set your boundaries and blah 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 and I think for me recently The way I'm setting my boundary, because I've kind of always been the nice girl that's like really just like I'm not naive, but and I make my money, but I could do better as far as like not giving too much and not giving a fuck about it, you know, I got that. And so that's something I'm like transitioning into more, which I'm happy Cause it it is setting your own boundary. Like men want kind of like a challenge anyway, yeah. and so it's better overall if we start setting boundaries and like giving bare minimum. If we don't feel comfortable enough to do the whole thing,
2: yeah. No, no. And like I don't know, like with the interviews, like I was surprised in a good way that like pretty much everyone had the same answer with that. Where it's like like normal people or sex workers in general are like looking at it and being like well duh that's like an obvious one and i'm like it seems obvious but like you'd be surprised how like convincing money or like a regular whatever is just like you might just not set the same boundaries or you might change them like temporarily or whatever Mm -hmm. and then the other part that, like, I always thought was interesting, having ADHD and just forgetting, like, the randomest thought. Um, one sec. <laughs> so with the boundaries and everything like that, with guys, I've noticed when it comes to, like, bare minimum and, like, if I've talked to them, at the club and they're like oh yeah like I would do dances but I didn't have like a good experience with the last dance I got with whatever dancer Mm It's like before I didn't used to tell them this but now that like I know more I guess why they've probably didn't like their dance
1: yeah
2: within the last like three years I've just been saying like oh like she was probably really stiff or just, like, not moving that much or whatever because you probably kept trying to do things you weren't supposed to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's, like, if you didn't try and, like, finger her everywhere or whatever, then, like, you probably would have had a great dance.
1: Yeah, like, in Mis, like in other w- words, like, she was setting her boundaries. That's why you didn't like her. <laughs> like, she had yeah, different like, types of boundaries or she was, you know?
2: Yeah, like don't borderline and or actually assault someone and then say that, like, you got a bad dance because someone doesn't like like or consent to what you're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's a big one, because some of them were like, don't start drama. And although, you know, um, that's good that you're that you have this platform online and that's helpful because when you're like working close to a person, it's not always that trustworthy. Like it's good to have sex worker friends always, yeah. um, but it's better if it's like from afar, like someone you're not in relation to, cause this work is very individual. Definitely. And um, everyone learns, I guess, a different way. And um, so yeah, there's so many things that one can learn. And I think that the most, one of the most important ones Amongst the sex work community is that we need to set our boundaries better or even more,
2: more often. No, yeah, and I definitely wish there was just like I don't know. I feel like there's a universal like stripper etiquette.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like I wish there was like a universal like boundaries etiquette of like exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So what do you think? about the whole thing where people say that if you're not a sex worker you shouldn't wear pleasers um because it's like disrespectful to the community and like um the actual labor and the risks that it has and um people don't really people just use it for aesthetics etcetera or for photo
2: shoots. I mean, for me, it's like, I don't personally care as long as they don't find the industry or strippers to be gross or just like immoral. Yeah. Because I'm like, why are you wearing something if like, you don't even like us as people? Exactly. Okay. Disrespect the entire industry by that.
1: I love that answer because that's like, a okay, yes, go ahead and wear whatever you want. But also be mindful of who created these uniforms and this lifestyle and like the harmful things that come with it. Exactly. And, And just be more respectful of the women that you pretty much are inspired by.
2: Yeah, that and, like, I know this is, like, totally my own perfect world, but, like, I wish the girls or, like, celebrities or whatever who are, like, wearing, like, pleasers or even, like, the little stripper bikinis and outfits and stuff. Yeah. Just at least, like, yeah, you don't have to like what we do or whatever, but at least, like, like you said, get that respect piece just because it's, like you're lucky because you're not in the industry that you don't need to worry about getting outed or your safety in the same ways. Mm -hmm. But someone who is wearing the exact same thing that you are or has, it's like they have to worry about themselves and their friends, whatever, all the time. They've been assaulted if they have. And, like, there's just so much that goes into it. And it's like, just don't make something trendy if you can't respect the people in the industry. Right. So
1: I talked to you before and uh, you mentioned that one of the things that could also change in the sex work industry is pretty much like a better platform where people don't get deleted or shadow banned. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because that's like such a big thing that happens to a lot of sex workers on instagram is like we'll get shadow banned which we won't get fans that usually that's where we get the most human traffic from anyway you know oh yeah and um so but i think it's unfair that like celebrities get to shake their ass all day and be in a thong and promote their new song but like we get like like we post too much sexually explicit content. So do you think that affects business and like how and like, what do you think of like Instagram in general?
2: I think it totally affects business. Like obviously, especially if you're like exclusively an online creator, it's really hard to like advertise Mm -hmm. if you don't have an online platform, I guess, other than like your paid one that people would have to get traffic to see. Yeah. And then Instagram as a whole, and it's, like, even just ads like, a stripper, having an Instagram is good for, like, your regulars to see your schedule, especially if you, like, don't feel comfortable, like, giving out your quote-unquote phone number or anything like that. hmm But I just wish Instagram would have, like, an 18 and up option or just, like, at least make it make sense. Yeah. Where it's, like, if someone can post all of these things and just because they have a blue check mark or whatever it's fine but someone who's doing the exact same thing or like a lesser extent it's like why is that not okay
1: yeah it's almost like we're not humans yeah and they are and um and so they can get all the marketing that they want and it's totally (sighs) unfair to like the majority of the population who's not famous.
2: Um I was telling you, like on my personal page, like I can write like stripper promote like anything or whatever and it's like it never gets shadow banned. It doesn't get deleted. But if I like don't censor like everything on my like sex work page, it's like immediately flagged.
1: Yeah. And- so pretty much your, your emotional stripper page where you just give advice is pretty much targeted, um, by Instagram. Like they've flagged you.
2: Oh no. I mean, um, like my dancer page. Yeah. Emotional stripper for whatever reason is not flagged. But I think it's because, um, I don't have like the same pictures and like, I don't have an okay. only here or whatever in there.
1: Okay, okay, but you're the one where you promote like yourself and like yeah. your out, like your look and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good suggestion for Instagram to start working like some new features on the app to where like if you're underage, you don't see this, but maybe this platform you could see it because it's really unfair and like we should be more involved in like kind of
2: pushing that towards them so they can't 100% especially because like as much as I don't like Instagram in that way like I literally only have it for work yeah it's like they would have so much more business if like they literally just made an 18 and up platform yeah or just like did that thing where it's, like, when you click, like, this may show sensitive content or whatever, like, click if you still want to see it. Yeah. Um. So what kind of other big projects are you doing um, next? So I'm still working on different blogs and some collabs with other brands are, like, in the works. Working on some mock-ups of my own merch right now. And then... I want to travel dance to a bunch of different states and one day maybe out of the country. I'm not sure how it fully works, but that would be a really cool goal. Mm-hmm. And then have like the end goal, not end goal, but like the last thing I can at least think of. Yeah. Is just have like a giant like emotional stripper headquarters, like that's literally like my own studio apartment like whatever and just have it be to where like it's a meet and greet where people who are in like the industry can meet up with each other make friends like talk then collab with each other and just it's a safe space
1: yeah I love that because I was telling you that it's really hard for me to do this type of work sober and so when I really you know take the uh like take rejection like bad I kind of like turn to my friends but they can only understand or give so much advice that that really like kind of like pacifies me you know in a way because they don't understand and so I was telling you that that's such a good idea for like women to just go to the spa and it's kind of like a stay out of trouble like common like area where you can go and like you said meet other sex workers or even if it's just like to pass through in like the city you know and you want to make some friends and go to dinner with some of them like that's just such a good idea
2: and that's what i like is like i don't know if you're with a group of people who like hopefully are gonna be just like supportive and like want to actually be there for you hear you out or just like take cool pictures with you grab food like you said and just everyone has a good like energy going yeah I feel like that alone is just really healing and like a form of self-care
1: yeah facts yeah so okay so Moving into my, I have only two questions left, so then we can just, you know, leave it there because we like double interviewed. You got this. But (laughs) um, so like you said, how do you mentally and physically recover from
2: these types of jobs? So for me, I really like to be alone. Mm hmm. So, basically, I will do the most, like, if I'm not doing, like, a massage and, like, a legit spa day for, like, physical stuff, Yeah. then it's, like, I am laying in bed or on my couch ordering whatever the fuck I feel like having from, like, DoorDash or whatever, and (laughs) having the most comfort food and just being a complete, like, vegetable on my couch. Oh, my God,
1: I'm the same way. That's kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I do like a ton of journaling and like hot showers or hot baths with like music on but it's like I will not text people for like as long as I possibly can
1: yeah I get like texting anxiety sometimes and that's same I'm like in bed chilling like I'll get up to make food and then like clean a little bit right but usually i'm just like trying to stay inside alone and i'm like
2: well, am i okay <laughs> no yeah like i feel like because our jobs like i can't tell because like i'm not naturally like an extroverted person at all Yeah. so like for me at least the job like forces me to be extroverted yeah so it's like when i'm not doing it especially if i'm working like thursday through saturday night in a row like on sunday my introverted self is, like, screaming to be even more of a hermit than I normally am. Yeah. So then it's, like, yeah, I'm not leaving the house, like, at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And also, I agree. Like, I usually get, like, massages done, facials, Mm. eyebrows. Like, I think it's really good to do as much self-care as possible because that's the point of your money. Like, you can only do so much with your money as far as, like, saving or, like, spending it on food and stuff, but like also just like your for yourself, like I kind of discovered that late on, but like it's so good and rewarding to get like a nice spa or like,
2: yeah. And like, I don't know, the other thing I realized, cause I also like realized it later on too, was like when you invest in yourself, like beauty wise, skincare, everything like that, it. you're just helping yourself like do better at work. Which is, like, a total win-win.
1: Exactly. Because, honestly, I was telling a friend yesterday... Okay, this is off-topic. But I was like, (laughs) I feel like guys kind of don't want to put us on. Like, they'll be draped in designer and they kind of... They won't put us on. Like, they won't be like, I bought you this. Like, I don't think I've heard that. Like, at least, like, the people in the, like, have money, but, you know, not, like, billions. And even, like, the millionaires can be like this. But it's better if you buy yourself the things you want because then they'll look at you like oh shit and like with probably more respect or more like okay I need to step up my game like I need to be like
2: a hundred percent like fuck like I love getting like small gifts to bougie gifts from customers but like when someone finds out that I bought something for myself it's like oh shit like She can actually do this on her own, too. And, like, I already was insecure when she was getting, like, it from other people. But now I know that, like, she doesn't actually need them. So now it's like, yeah, they really do feel like they need to step their game up, which is very good.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so my last question being, like, I was asked, okay, I'm just going to ask you, naturally like what type of sex work do you think is the hardest out of like dancing escort sugar baby only fans like which one do you think is the hardest for you
2: for me personally um sugar babying and escorting escorting was only harder for me at least just because it was like it took me a while to learn how to vet and screen people so it was harder for me just from like a safety perspective yeah but like sugar babying it's like it was just so draining yeah like almost as draining as the club but it felt like i had to be in a relationship almost with them so that was that and then with just how demanding they were with like i need to see you x amount of times a month or you don't get your like monthly allowance or it's gonna be like less or whatever and it's like oh my god (laughs) and then like, I've noticed this at least. Like, I make way more at the club from guys who, like, totally would have been a sugar daddy in the past and just, like, in general. And it's like they will just blow up your phone and everything like that and, like, expect you to text them back because they're already paying you and shit. And it's just like, oh my God, go away.
1: Oh my God, that's <laughs> so true. And I was telling you that. I was speaking to a friend yesterday who is also from Houston like me and we both live in LA she lives in Gardena and I live like WeHo, and so I was telling her I was like oh I really want to go back to dancing and she's like me too and I was like I just feel like sugar babying is so draining like the fake relationships like they act like they want a fake relationship but some men what they really want is to like lowball you for your time okay. and then so they can just keep getting other girls too like and then usually like they'll be like oh yeah the x amount because I want to see you like five times a month but they only see you once and then like totally blow you off and then they end up like at the strip club blowing their money because what they really want is just like different girls different asses in their face and like girls to pretty much kind of like not be so into them which is what they said they wanted to begin with which is a lie so it's just like emotionally abusive and really draining for my energy because I'm like spending time looking for one spending time getting ready to meet one going to meet one like than actually dating and like waiting for them to be like, I'm not reply anymore. And then like expecting them maybe to reply next week when they're, you know? And it's like a waste of time for me.
2: No, a hundred percent. And like, I feel like the more that people like know that that's what they're trying to do, I feel like the more they'll at least offer Mm -hmm. and like stop like putting the people that they've like have down. And I don't know, I've also noticed that like relationship wise, it made it so much harder for me to like, be in a legit relationship with someone just because it's like, I'm so drained from this like fake relationship with however many of these people. And it's like, it's really hard for me to focus on the actual one. And like, I don't even know what I like right now, because it's like, I'm doing like 10 different fucking things
1: oh for sure so yeah I've I can't really do relationships because yeah they'll be insecure and not really understand it sometimes and and then I get insecure so then I'm like I shouldn't be doing sex work and then it messes my my um business up but usually like the guys are trash that I date so I'm like great you just wasted x amount of months like And I kind of gave up sex work. And, like, it's just pointless to gaslight me that what I was doing is bad. Because it wasn't. Like, you were just, you know? Like, it was... Like, it's just such a hard dynamic to do both. And I totally get that emotionally.
2: Oh, a 100%. Okay.
1: Well, I think we covered everything that we kind of (laughs) didn't record. Um, So... Yeah, I think, I think that's
2: it. It was awesome oh. talking to you. What? It was awesome talking to you and I appreciate you interviewing me. Yeah, dude, thank you so much for
1: coming on here again. Like, I really do appreciate it. And like I said, I'm gonna edit this and post it because, uh, probably this Friday. So thank you for
0: coming. I'm so excited. Okay. I, okay, well have a good day. If you'd like to listen to more episodes similar to this one or by other artists that I interview, um, please check out the rest of my episodes I have out on Girl Friday Podcast. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast or rate it, that would mean a lot to me. I have an Instagram called Girl Friday Podcast, and it's an O in girl. Um, So yeah, follow that and leave your reviews. It would really help out the podcast. Thank you.